0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode six of Malcast, uh, our second live stream. So let's hope that Patrick doesn't demonetize us within the thir- first 30 seconds this time. Uh, right. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Patrick's apparently very strong feelings on taxation of billionaires. And uh, I want to talk about the way that Democrats are trying to disenfranchise 400,000 voters in my very own district by overturning an election. So let's. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Patrick, and we'll start talking about uh, taxation.
1: Yeah, so I'm presenting the notion that I think that the billionaire, we should have a a tax bracket for billionaires. Or alternatively, more tax brackets that hit the richer people in in the community. Uh, James, that's my proposition. What's the argument against it? Please present it to me.
0: All right. So first off, I'm gonna uh, pop over here and bring up our uh, 2021 estimated tax brackets. Uh, I'm pulling this from the Tax Foundation. Uh, so we currently have one, two, three, seven tax brackets, uh, ranging from ten to thirty-seven percent, capping out at five hundred twenty-three thousand six hundred one dollars or more per year. Uh, you'll be paying thirty-seven percent of um, of your income, of your earned income. I'm a CPA, so I'm going to try to use some official terms here. Um, in taxes, every year, uh, this is considered a progressive tax system, meaning you pay more the more you earn. Um, now, Patrick here, Patrick thinks that uh, I'm going to argue with this proposition. I'm actually not. So... Why? I
1: would argue with it.
0: <laughs> okay, so. Um, I'm gonna kick it over to Patrick in a minute, uh, so that he can explain why he's in favor of this. But uh, I, I, I have a feeling we're gonna say the. You think we're gonna say the exact same thing? Yeah, I think we're gonna say the exact same thing. All right, so I'll hit it first then. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can make it. I can play devil's advocate and argue against it as well. But uh, I've given a lot of thought about this because I used to be against um, a progressive tax because, uh, I mean. In theory, the people who earn more money have worked for that money and, you know, they deserve it. But the issue is that uh, once you have, I think a pro- the issue with a flat tax, if we're talking about income taxes or any flat tax, like a sales tax, the argument is that it's an equal tax, everyone pays the same amount when they purchase something in the case of a sales tax, for example, or if everyone were to pay 10% on their income taxes, um, wealthy people are gonna buy more, they're gonna earn more, they're gonna pay more, plain and simple, but everyone's paying the same share or paying the same flat taxes on their purchases. And it's it's fair, it's equitable. The issue with that is that uh, if someone earns, a year, $2,500 in this scenario where everyone's paying a a flat 10% income tax rate, $2,500 is much more, it makes a much bigger difference to these people than someone earning $10 million a year and having having to pay 10% or $1 million of that in taxes. Um, Because that person still has $9 million. They still have more money than realistically they know what to do with. Uh, someone who earned $25,000 and is now down to $22,500, uh, that, that can make the difference of, depending on where you're living, anywhere between two to, f- or, you know I guess one, if you're in San Francisco, but one to four months of rent um, or being able to buy food, uh, have health insurance. It's a much bigger difference. So with the progressive tax system, um, it's... And people who have, well, once more episodes get up, you'll realize this, I'm, I am a staunch capitalist, but the progressive tax system, in essence, is a way to redistribute wealth. Um, because if you, earn, if you earn less, you pay less. And then if you earn more, you pay a larger percentage. And that larger percentage is used to offset and provide services, and um, uh, like the SNAP program, for example, to people who don't earn. You know, or who are in those lower tax brackets and therefore can't meet all of the all of their needs in the way that the middle and upper classes can. Um, Patrick, I'll kick it over to you. What, uh, what what did you think you had me with here? Uh, well,
1: so I was uh, I was imagining that uh, you were going to make the the typical conservative argument uh, in the sense of economics, right? Which makes sense, right? <clears throat> in the in that you don't want to overly burden uh you know the producers of the economy such that they're still able to provide jobs for those of us who work for them right which is the typical conservative position i was gonna take the position that that's a self-defeating premise because if you look at the data the, the most rich people okay vote liberal just that just happens to be the case nowadays ever since 2016 uh the wealthiest elite have broken for democrats on a, on a more uh greater and greater percentage basis every single election which i think is a result of donald trump uh and you can like that or not like that that's entirely up to you and how, how you want to feel about that um <clears throat> but what that means is when we're arguing you know making the argument that oh well we shouldn't be taxing the rich we shouldn't be taxing the rich against the democrats when they want to tax the rich what we're doing is we're essentially protecting their big-time donors, so they're able to use our our, our political capital effectively to protect them, because, well, these Democrats aren't actually going to ever really tax the rich in a su- substantive way now that they have all of their support, okay? And we're not going to tax the rich because we have a we have a uh, we have a, uh, a position on it that uh, states that we're not going to do that so they're completely secure and they can just keep funding the liberals to fight you know and and they're never going to get punished for it well i say what you know let's put down the shield let them run at them go for it yeah tax the rich they'll be you know yeah we won't vote for it but like we're not going to stop you we're not going to filibuster it vote oh i'm all for it yeah sure i don't want to put my name on it i'm going to vote no on the on the thing but I'm not going to fill We shouldn't filibuster it. We shouldn't put any of these, uh, you know, institutional barriers in place. We should take all the barriers away. And like, if you want to run, go run. That's fine. You guys have control. Do it. Let's see what happens. You know, that's kind of my attitude with it. Uh, you know, I'm not I don't necessarily agree with it on, um, you know, the idea of taxing the rich. But I think in the current political climate, then it's totally fine. Uh, you know, we should start playing the political game. I, I'm tired of, of conservatives just kind of sitting back and be like, oh, well, you know, that wouldn't be nice or, you know, that's not the right moral thing to do. It's like, no, yeah, I'm tired of that. Just play the game, fair, you know, use your political capital when it's given to you. Don't, you know, do anything corrupt or anything terrible, but play the game. You know, we're electing these people to play the political game. You know, sometimes you have to sacrifice some, uh, some ideals for others, and that's totally
0: acceptable. Well, and so starting with the, I mean, I agree overall, but starting with the uh, first argument about not overburdening the producers, the producers, I, I mean, I agree with that sentiment. The issue is the producers aren't necessarily the wealthy, the, the wealthy people. It, yeah, they're not,
1: they're not exactly the
0: 1%. Well, and I mean, even if we're talking about the 1%, um, what you what you want to avoid overburdening is is a corporation because the corporations the, the businesses that's what produces if you're talking about oh, the so people, you're,
1: you're creating a distinction between corporate tax rates and individual tax rates
0: yeah absolutely because okay. i think the corporate tax rate should be sitting around i mean back before when it was over it was like 38 and now biden wants to push up uh 39 it was the highest in the first world and that's why we saw all these uh, companies hiding—well, not hiding, but using tax loopholes to move, uh, store their money in offshore accounts, and not repatriate that money into the United States. Uh, so the United States didn't get a chance to benefit from all of the overseas profits that um, all of our companies were were reaping. Um, when it comes to individual tax rates, you can realistically, when it comes to income, we're talking earned income. Uh, you can tax wealthy people. I mean, I think I think that they should be taxed more. I think the issue with our progressive tax system right now is actually that, as we saw, I'll bring I'll bring it back up here. Um, the the, the our progressive tax bracket right now caps out thirty seven percent at five hundred twenty three thousand six hundred one dollars. If you make five hundred thousand dollars, you were taxed at the same rate as Jeff Bezos. If you are a moderately wealthy VP at a company, at at a Fortune 500 company, you are paying the same amount of taxes on your income as Jeff Bezos. And that's where I have a problem, personally. Um, I think that there should be more tax brackets that uh, continue to increase as... As income does I think that we need to rework the entire system I'm for the progressive tax system what um, you're talking about Democrats wanting to tax the rich though what they tend but I've heard at least they're focusing on right now is something is the wealth tax which a wealth tax the the difference between an income tax and a wealth tax is the income tax focuses on taxing you for income that you have worked to earn it's real money it's it was it's liquid whether you have it or not at the end of the year is, is unimportant. It was liquid at one point. It was in your bank account. It was yours. Wealth tax uh, taxes your assets, um, particularly uh, your stock. If you look at uh, Warren and Sanders' plans, um, that's not they are close to liquid assets, but th- that's not real value. Uh, you know, if you were to tax Bezos, say. Twenty percent wealth tax, he would have to sell off Amazon stock in order to pay for pay that taxes. Well, that as he starts to sell off, um, obviously with the free market, the supply increases, demand decreases, the Amazon stock starts to lose value. So each stock, a share of stock, he sells is worth less. So he has to sell more in order to cover that, that taxes next year, you want to levy that same 20%. Well, Bezos now has less wealth than he did the previous year. So the government gets a smaller piece of a, or the same size piece of a smaller pie. Um, and so wealth taxes uh, disincentivizes wealth creation. Taxes something that isn't tangible. It's not real money and it can only be sustained for a few years before you really completely drain the wealth of the people that you were taxing in the first place. And considering the fact that it's paired with massive spending, uh, wealth taxes is really just looting um, the wealthy, wealthiest people in the country for a few years to pay for programs that are going to be around for 50 to 100, and it's not, it's not sustainable, and that's... That's where my issue on um, some of the, their their rhetoric about taxing the rich comes from, not the not the progressive income tax. I think that there should be higher, uh, there should be more, and there should be higher uh, progressive income tax brackets. When it comes to wealth tax, though, when it comes to corporate tax, I am against both of those things. So, what do you think?
1: No, I mean I think that's a good distinction to make in the sense of if you know if we do want to hold to the you know protecting producers to keep jobs you know in that sense i think that that is a pretty good argument in that sense um as well as i do agree in the sense that like someone who is a small business owner should not be paying the same tax rate as jeff bezos they don't like like you were making at the beginning it's it, it's the same kind of argument it's jeff bezos has the capital to be able to do that you know he has the capital and he seems willing i mean he seems to be supporting a lot of these socialist causes so i have to assume that that he you know really wants to do this kind of stuff so if if that's something that he's into then i don't see any reason not to uh increase his tax bracket um in in that sense up to a point that he seems comfortable with because he's the one that's pushing for it you know i and, and you know it's i won't have to pay it is not gonna affect me in any way you know uh it might only affect me for good you know in the sense that he might stop paying for it uh he might stop stop uh promoting these kind of policies uh, right which is like a cascade effect right right uh, so, and the, yeah. the
0: other issue with this um with the tax bracket capping out so low at just over five hundred thousand dollars it it almost creates a not not, definitely not an insurmountable barrier, but a, a hurdle for people to get over to enter into that millionaire class. Um, because in order to, in order to get break into that class, um, by earning income rather than creating a company and then entering that class through wealth generation, um, and you're having more than a third of that stripped away. It's going to take you longer to build up the same wealth, uh, the same liquidity, and the same influence that the current uh, millionaires and billionaires have. And it's it's an unfair hurdle to to cap the tax brackets so low. That's a, that's another issue that I have with it.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, and I, I think that's just a that's a good point. Just uh bare minimum uh you know i i was really hoping that we would actually have an argument about this it just seems like that's not happening that was what i was going for
0: (laughs) of course you were trying to start an argument well of course but i'm also i'm
1: like i wouldn't consider myself a staunch capitalist in the sense that to me capitalism is not the end-all be-all capitalism is a tool to achieve virtues and values that i think are important I happen to think that capitalism is the best uh you know system we have now at this point to achieve you know liberty quality things of that nature that i care about you know and i don't see any other system that currently has that as an option you know for that to end up at i and, and you know um like socialism communism i don't think that they're ever going to end up at equality or liberty because some animals are more equal than other animals and that's always going to happen uh, to quote Animal Farm.
0: <laughs> well, and the issue with the issue with those systems are both of them, to varying degrees, take away uh, take away choice, and that's also the issue with a strict laissez-faire capitalist system because while at the end of the day it's not the government removing choice from the people, it's corporations removing choice from the people. So you have to have the the most important thing about any economic system is to retain or any any economic system and a governmental system. Uh, that you want to flourish and pursue those ideas of that that we hold so dear life liberty and the pursuit of happiness it you have to allow individuals freedom of choice and um, any system that takes it away either through governmental means means through uh rule of the mob or through a uh corporatocracy all of those are are bound to are bound to fail in, in the end on that front because they they remove the choice of the people through various different means
1: yeah and like you said i mean it's all about removing choice so then we're, there goes liberty which is one of the two that i mentioned as an example so i mean i'm already running out here <laughs>
0: um, all right so yeah.
1: all right, might as well move on to the next one i guess yeah. <laughs> try try to wrap up, we're totally okay with increasing taxes on yes. you know, i will take would... taxes increasing taxes on millionaires and billionaires
0: absolutely i will say however that i do not believe that an income a federal income tax should be a thing that's an entirely separate argument um i don't believe that the government that the federal government should be able to take away something that you've worked for it's different if you're talking about capital gains tax you've bought a stock for ten dollars you've now sold it for 20. you have to give two dollars to the government because you made ten dollars or if you're talking about sales tax or a VAT tax or tariffs. Uh, there's so many other th- excise taxes. There's so many other things that, can, that the government can tax. I don't believe that an income tax is, is needed or should be implemented to, uh, to, take, to take away from what people actually work hard to earn. Because at the end of the day, an income tax is a tax on earned income income that you worked for and i don't think the government should be stripping that away from its people re- regardless of the okay, reason so,
1: uh, okay so i think i found something that we can disagree with oh good um so when you say the government are you talking about federal government as opposed to state government you're talking about
0: government generally um so federal government for sure uh, if we're talking state government diff. My my overarching opinion is the same. I don't think that they should take away, um, that they should take away something that you worked for. Uh, but I guess I've mostly focused on federal since that's what we have to deal with day to day. So um, I don't, ha- I haven't developed an opinion on state. But my default opinion would be no. I don't think the state should have an income tax either.
1: Okay, because then I disagree because I think that I would agree in the sense that the federal government hasn't played a huge role in your production it's played a role i mean it's going to it's kind of it's purpose to to mitigate uh, to manage uh between state commerce right
0: well it's and nas- national defense and yeah. international trade and uh yeah, a, bu- a bunch sort of other things, things but Yeah, like when it's yeah to like what you're
1: producing it is there to manage uh, uh commerce between the state that's the only time that it's really directly affecting you besides these indirect effects of like providing security and everything like that right the state government though has a lot more role to play in providing stuff for you to make an income such as like the roads utilities uh emergency services things of that nature that are provided by your local state and you yourself have a much much larger impact on how you can be taxed how much you can be taxed, okay? So like, th- those are two different things. So like, how you, what, how is your taxes going to be determined, and then how much that will be determined as, you know, like what percentage and like what goods that you produce or what money you produce can be taxed, right? Um. So you can you can have a say on that, and affect that a lot more than you can affect the federal government because I mean think about it. First of all, you have to elect somebody that agrees with you from your district in the house minimum, right. Who then has to go argue with 400, 434 other people. Okay. Which then has to get kicked over to the Senate. And like, you see where this gets really difficult as opposed to you have to elect a Senator and a house rep here in Iowa, uh, for your district, who then can go together and you yourself can travel the entire district by yourself on your free time for the most part uh but this is easier in the in the eastern side of the country as well because it's the purpose of districting over there used to be at least or at least the counties for sure <laughs> in the sense that you're supposed to be able to travel from the county courthouse to anywhere else in the county and back within a day on foot so that's like the because back then they didn't have cars so if you wanted to get anything done you had to be within walking distance at least half a day you know because Walk there and then you walk back, right? right. Uh, or horseback or something like that. I, I, I think it's either horseback or walking, but it's one of the two. Right. Um,
0: so I will. I will say this though. So the latter issue that you were talking about, um, I think the argument you were trying to make was just that electing someone here, they're more likely to be representative of your of your ideals. Um, it's yeah. a, it's lower level of government, so of course, and that's because they're representing less people um over a smaller geographic area and when when we're talking about federal government, there are was it fifty three how many how many uh reps does California have? Do you know off the top of your head?
1: Uh fifty five okay. or no, fifty three, yeah.
0: Fifty three, okay. That's what I thought. So fifty three there are fifty three representatives in California fighting for what California wants to apply to the entire United States. Whereas there are four representatives from Iowa arguing for what iowa wants for the entire united states and the cultures of iowa and california are vastly different um so you're right in that a more local government is more representative of its people um the former arguments you're making about how a uh, state and local governments contribute more directly to the success of your business and to your ability to produce income uh they already tax you in different ways so You're talking about utilities. Those are monopolies granted by the government. You pay a utility bill every month. That's your form of taxation in a sense. Uh, Roads, Iowa, we have a gas tax. The gas tax is meant to pay for roads. The building, the land that you're on, we have property taxes. Uh, There are so many other ways that the government can tax businesses and individuals uh, to provide these services other than income taxes uh yeah that's that's just my opinion And and i mean
1: you're 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 right in that sense okay and i'm not proposing anything different from the iowa income tax bracket in that sense so i'm not proposing like 30 percent or something for the highest earners like i think the iowa income tax at the highest level is under like nine you know you're, you're the cpa you're supposed to know this
0: yeah i mean i realistically it's so low that it's not really you, you almost don't deal with it when you're when you're filing your taxes yeah, so let me anyway, lo- let me look it up
1: a, a really low amount okay let's say let's just say nine percent for the
0: for purposes because
1: i think that's what it is um but sure yeah absolutely and and there's i, I don't think that 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 detracts away from my argument though in the sense that like you're saying an income tax should not exist period okay what if I say, you know what, I think that sales tax negatively impacts certain communities that are over-reliant on it because they, you know, can't buy through Amazon or something like that, which used to be the case because Amazon was avoiding a lot of sales taxes because of how it was operating. Uh, and you know, you, I can't remember the name of the, the, um, court case, but you, it was you know the way, what. it was the Wayfair decision. There you go. Wayfair decision. Um, so let's say that that's decision hasn't happened yet. Okay. And us middle class to people like you who are like super rich um, <laughs> uh, can afford to buy things through Amazon, whereas, you know, other people can't necessarily do that. So they, they're subject to a, a sales tax. What if we were to say, okay, let's, we're going to have an income tax. It's 9% on the highest earners, you know, and then it like goes down from there or whatever. You, have you looked it up?
0: Yeah. So, um, okay. So it caps out at 8.53% at just over $73,000 uh, with the lowest tax bracket being 0.33%.
1: Okay. Yeah. So let's say that we're, we're proposing that um, as our taxes, okay, as opposed to sales tax or something like that, um, so that we're putting more pressure, yes, on people who have more money but it's relieving pressure on other people. So we're not having both tax systems, right? And, and and my point is not necessarily that that's a better idea, but in the sense that should that carry weight in the sense of um, a, I'm trying to think of the word, a principle. Should, should that be a principle that we can discuss on a state by state level, right? In the sense of, all right, well, you want to use a sales tax. Well, I want to talk about an income tax. Is my argument because the fact that it's an income tax immediately unjustified?
0: No, I don't think so. I think so. The my my main my main issue with an income tax is is twofold. First off, it it disincentivizes um, if you increase it too much. It disincentivizes production. Uh, the the progressive makes- yeah. yeah the progressive tax system gets around that. If you were to have a flat tax, then there is there is no way to justify an income tax whatsoever. Progressive system, at least you, there's an argument for it. That's the other, the other the other argument is that we are overtaxed, period. I mean, you're not going to convince the government to get rid of a sales tax. You're not going to convince the government to get rid of certainly not going to get convince the government to get rid of property taxes, uh, personal property taxes like your car. Um, the gas tax. These aren't these aren't going to go away. Um, I feel like we'd have a better chance at arguing against the income tax since that was instituted via a constitutional amendment rather than kind of baked into yeah, the system okay. at our foundation uh your art the point you make again about uh a progressive tax system with more brackets that caps out lower rather than a flat tax which is the sales tax that that's an argument that i would be willing to have and um uh, maybe even come down on the side of the income tax in that case because at nine, at capping out at nine percent is extremely low. Look at at the federal level; it caps out at thirty-seven percent. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I'm familiar with the, with the federal level a lot more than I'm familiar with the Iowa level because I almost never pay Iowa. Yeah, and I think and most of I don't have to pay Iowa. Yeah. I'm not avoiding
0: my taxes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway, uh I'm like I always pay more than you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, most most people do because they will penalize you if you don't pay enough but they won't give yeah. you interest in the money they keep. That's an entirely different question of, of mine that I had. have. Um, so, yeah, no, because the issue with the flat tax is that, at the end of the day, the people with less income, even though they're they're buying less, so they're paying less in taxes, they're still paying, in in nominal terms, they're still paying more than wealthy people are, because take our, Iowa's tax rate, 7% if I buy $10,000 worth of stuff and I have $20,000 and I'm paying $700 in taxes versus I have $10 million, you know, you're, 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 you're left with less with which to pay for what you need. Um, especially when a lot of what you need is part is being taxed by the sales tax. So yeah, I would, I would have that argument. I'm not saying there isn't any way to justify a sales tax. Um, and I think if you were to get rid of some other taxes, bring the cap down, have more brackets, and ensure that it's progressive rather than flat, then I would be willing to have that discussion.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not super in favor of it. I'm just saying that I think outright saying the government does not have the right to institute a tax I think is incorrect in the sense that, yeah, they have a right, Like, and, and this gets to what we were talking about last week in the sense of there are there's like three things there's banned uh mandated and allowed the government is allowed to have the tax doesn't mean they have to do it or that they shouldn't do it you know in that sense um you know depending on like obviously the situation the argument like if we're at war we're going to be taxing a lot more you know like that's just a thing because we have to pay for it um particularly if it's like an invasion or or something along those lines right
0: Right, but that I mean, then the issue becomes: you give the government power for a, a while; they don't, they don't give it back. Just look at the income tax.
1: Yeah, no, and, and, I mean you're right. The only thing that I would say would be um, yes, but I would rather give the government a little bit of power than get taken over by China.
0: I mean, you are not going to hear that. argument. Mm-hmm. you know? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue against that. Obviously, yeah, but, I'm just I saying you have to. You have to be careful because
1: yeah, you have to be. You know, putting in a and, to the best of your ability, putting in a way of like saying, um, what's it? A sunset clause, I believe it's called. To so it, it ends. I could be wrong on my terminology there, but essentially doing something along those lines where it it ends and we don't have to. You know. We can't, the government can't continue to do it, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would totally be in favor of the argument of increasing taxes if we're getting invaded by China to pay f- to fight against them. Yes. If we went to war with China at all, I mean, even if we invaded them, I'd still be okay with pay, paying taxes for right
0: because I hate China. I mean, yeah, you're not going to hear that argument from me. I'm just going to pick up my camera real quick and, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yep, that's Ryan Reynolds. And then next to Ryan Reynolds is the, uh, Flag of the Republic of China. So China, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to uh, hear that. Not, we yeah, got, like, we, we so got way, go off, way off topic. Uh, so let's move on to yeah, uh, Rita Hart versus Mary Knight Miller Meeks. So I'm going to bring up on the screen here. Breitbart article uh, just kind of give you the gist of what's happening in case you haven't heard. Um, so Mary Knight Miller Meeks, second congressional district in Iowa, won by six votes. This is after the initial election, as well as a recount. Uh, Rita Hart did not challenge this in Iowa courts. And now she's requesting from Nancy Pelosi that they unseat um, Rita Hart and place her in Rita Hart's seat, or excuse me, unseat Marionette Miller-Meeks and place Rita Hart in her place instead, Uh, kind of circumventing the electoral process and more or less just making it completely null and void. Her argument is that there were 22 uh, ballots submitted by Democrats in our district that were uh, deemed illegitimate. They were deemed illegitimate the first time around as well as the second time around by Iowa election officials. She had again she had the option to challenge this in Iowa court. She chose not to and is instead using a very obscure uh, congressional rule to that would allow Nancy Pelosi um essentially to completely undo our election which is frightening authoritarian and um i think rita hart is really showing her true her true colors here um not to not to start mudslinging but it's terrifying um because once you do once you do this once you open the floodgates what's to say that 2022 rolls around republicans retake the house they're in control and they just decide okay every you know, all the Democrats that won it by slim margins, we're going to overturn your seats. All of a sudden, we have a 340 uh, seat majority in the House, and we can do quite literally anything that we want. Um, it's just like when Democrats uh, overturned the judicial filibuster, and Trump, as a result, got three uh, three justices on the Supreme Court. The Democrats have a habit of finding an obscure rule, abusing it which opens the floodgates, and then Republicans tit for tat take advantage of it years later. Um, and regardless of who's doing it, it's wrong because it's anti-democratic and completely takes away the will of the people. Um, but from it, I'm saying this to all the Democrats out there, don't do this because eventually Republicans will end up in power again, and I guarantee you they will use this loophole against you and uh you're gonna look terrible for doing it now i mean if you if if the republican victory wasn't almost guaranteed to retake the house into in two years this would just be another nail in the coffin i mean i i don't i, I don't necessarily know if I, that's
1: correct um i do agree that i think that um the republicans are geared up to take the house back um just looking at the way that the trends are going right now uh and politically the way that the Democrats have been acting in government, um, they've been acting like a uh, opposition party. Uh, they've been acting like they lost, okay? <laughs> That's <laughs> what the opposition party means. So they've been acting like how the Republicans are supposed to be acting, and the Republicans are acting that way. They're acting like a minority party right now, which is appropriate because they are the minority. Right? So they're trying to stymie legislation. They're trying to essentially try to throw in as many of their policy propositions as they can using whatever ways that they can do it. The democrats are also doing that which is kind of like why you're in control you have 51 majority in senate and then you have a majority in the house that is substantial right uh slim but substantial and then you have the president so like you have effectively all of the legislating power why are you acting like a minority power here you know a minority uh party so that like makes me suspicious that like they know something we don't <laughs> um as a general population And then also I just think that the the general trend lines, I mean, with Marionette Miller-Meeks, this is going to be her pitch next time. It's going to be, hey, listen, look, I ran a fair race. You know, I did what I needed to do, got in, and then they tried to steal it from me or they stole it from me, right? They disenfranchised all of you guys, and Rita Hart just is a bootlicker for Nancy Pelosi. That's going to be her message, and it will resonate it will definitely resonate because all of those independents are going to be like all right well screw you rita hart i'm going over to miller marionette miller meeks i don't care what she says i'm not electing someone who didn't get elected in the first place you know or going to go for someone who's going to try to steal it um and then that's going to be a really really powerful message and they could just run these ads repeatedly and it's super cheap to do the same ad over (laughs) and over again you know um yeah that's going to be what they're doing but i don't you know, I wouldn't say necessarily assured, in the sense that that they're going to have a huge blowout for Republicans. I think it's going to be a slim margin, but they're going to retake a lot of places. And I'm hearing a lot of talk on like political channels that uh, that the Senate's going to flip hard blue. That's going to happen. I think that uh, I think they there's some there's some challengers coming up uh pretty pretty soon, uh at 2022 for the Senate. So I right. Mean, if, it's yeah. All right, sorry. Just yeah.
0: So what I was going to say is uh, when I say a shirt, I mean things like this. Um, there are so many different sources from which you can get your news these days. Uh, social be- between the rise of social media, digital media, fall of the mainstream media, um, de- declining uh, viewership of um, cable news media as they transition over to uh, YouTube and these other, these other platforms. Things like this don't get swept under the rug. I mean, if you look back in history, there's in our own history, there's there's always been shady dealings, some questionable actions, loopholes being used, um, but they're not. They weren't reported on as often, and when they were, they didn't stick in um, the public's mind for as long as they are now. Because it's much easier to continue to press press the press the point, as you were saying, with these ads, and also with um, kind of the facade dropping as pretty much all media is now openly partisan. No one no one on either side of the aisle is pretending to be objective anymore. So you'd have uh right-wing media harping on this for the next 2 years and between ease of access to this information, blatant partisanship and um I think kind of a political awakening that we're having in this country as people realize more and more with this access to information and the blatant partisanship that things are messed up, uh, people are actually searching out this information now as well. So if, if they were to do something like this, I think that, cause I honestly, I don't know if, if Miller Meeks could win a reelection in this district because this district was in Loebsack's hand for God knows how many years, most of my life. And it's 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 a blue district. The fact that she won in the first place is a miracle. And I don't know if she could win again. But if you know, as the story gains traction and especially if Rita Hart supplants uh, Miller Meeks, she's going to win in this district. And uh, other districts could use the same exact argument. Uh, Look, look at what Pelosi did. Look at what the Democrats did. They abused the power. They overturned a Democratic election what we you know vote for me otherwise they can they can do it again and that that kind of sale pitch you know it'll resonate with people like you said yeah and i mean it's just what we've seen
1: lately in the past decade or so is the democrats are going to do something that gives them short-term political gain because they think that it's going to cement a victory for the ages that's what they do okay So, abusing social media... Um, here, hold on. Let me take a drink real quick.
0: Unacceptable.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Abusing social media platforms to get your message out there. I mean, there's nothing illegal about that. But that wasn't that been done yet. So they do it, right, in 20, uh, 2008, 2012, uh, to a greater degree, for sure. And they win. And they're like, oh, well, now we have a ho- uh, hold on social media, we're going to be fine. Trump does the same thing in 2016. He wins. Okay. And... You know he got beat, so you know, and uh, I don't want to argue about that right now. Of course but, not. Uh, so he got beat in 2020, and um, let's just say, and uh, you know now he's kicked off. Of, now he's kicked off of social media, and I think that then th- there's also like, sorry, th- I just got a call and that completely broke my my chain of thought.
0: She doesn't get the fact that I don't want to answer
1: that. I'm in the middle of something. She's going to call again, I swear. I'm turning I'm turning it on. That,
0: that, that's a good call. It's a good call. Yeah, I'm turning the on.
1: All right. Uh, but what else to say is they, they nuked the, the Supreme Court justice filibuster. And then they came back to bite them in the ass because they think that they're going to win. Um. You know, so I think that they're just making all these decisions because they think that they are going to win. They think that the march of history is in the progressives term it's not the march of history is in the in the realm of liberty that's it that's what it is liberty wins in this country and sometimes liberty is used by conservatives like that's their platform sometimes liberty is used by liberals and whoever is doing it they're the one that usually wins
0: yeah yeah and yeah i think that kind of hits whoops hits the hits the nail on the head there um, I just wanted to talk about this tonight to bring, you know, bring more attention to it because not only does it hit home, um, considering the fact that it's my district, but it, it, this isn't the first time we've seen something like this, the, the, the exploitation and the manipulation of rules or the changing of rules or loopholes um, to cement really what is just a short term victory only to turn around. And first off, it's a detriment to the people now. And then it comes back to bite them in the butt when the Republicans use it, and when the Republicans use it, it's a detriment to the people as well. It's just a, it's it's a bad tit for tat. And once you once you open the floodgates for something like this, I mean that the, the seams of, of democracy start to start to pull apart once um, you lose good faith, and that's what this is. Is, there, is break is breaking good faith. It's being broken left and right. And until we put a stop to it, we tell them, hey. This should not happen. We do not want this to happen. We elected Miller Meeks. We want her to represent the second congressional district. If the people change their mind in 2022, the people change their mind in 2022. But until then, Miller Meeks is our representative. No loophole, no back back uh, back alley dealings are going to change that. And if we don't if we don't take that stand, if we don't tell our representatives this, if we don't tell Pelosi this, then it's just going to continue to degrade our democracy and um i don't want that to happen so that's why i want to talk about this tonight uh do you have any final thoughts before we well, sign off patrick uh, my final thought is i
1: really need to answer my my fiance
0: that <laughs> that is fair all right uh we should let patrick get to his fiance all right thank you everyone for tuning in uh smash that like button subscribe to youtube follow us on twitch gab and Minds. all nightmare media um we game so over on twitch every day so come on over hang out with us and chat with us uh we'll be back wednesday night with another podcast 7 p.m so yeah thanks for watching